0: Welcome to Living Within Podcast. This is our first series of Girl, Princess, Queen.
1: Episode one is all about the girl and the princess, but stay tuned for episode two, which is all about becoming the queen. We get a chance to talk about being a girl, a princess, or a queen. How exciting is this? Just in the last couple of weeks, just you and I defining what that means Mm -hmm. has really brought an awareness, I think, for both of us. Right. right? And
0: and really being able to not necessarily make one a bad one or a good one. Right. It's really being able to take out the good and the not so great part in both. So we've created six type of women.
1: Yes. Instead and of just three. Right. And so starting out with the girl, I mean, we all have these different developmental stages. It's kind of like we all start out at kindergarten, but not everybody ends up going to college. So no one bypasses the girl, the princess and then the queen. And yet we've seen some queens that are still like little girls or little princesses. So that's what one of the really neat things is that Lupi and I are wanting to just share with between each other and with the world and with anyone who may be interested in what does it take to actually go through these portals of evolution as a woman and as a girl and one of the things that we first started out with in describing a girl is that there's two different types. So, Luby, mm-hmm.
0: you want to kind of describe what uh, the bratty girl is all about? Of course. So whenever you think of a bratty girl, what came to my mind is Tinkerbell, right? She yeah. always wants all the attention. If you don't give her the attention, she starts dying, Right so they, they just always want the attention they throw tantrums so really the couple of the characteristics of them is spoiled they're demanding they complain all the time and of course they throw their tantrums all right which is so perfect Libby because I remember when I was a girl and
1: my parents took me to Jolly Roger restaurant now I love pickles. I've always loved pickles. Now, I don't have a recollection of this, but they, they told me that as I was sitting in my high chair, my pickle dropped to the floor and I became incensed that I wanted that pickle back. And my parents were just like, no, you get to have another pickle. We don't want you to have the pickle that went on the floor. Well, that was not going to do. I wanted the pickle that went on the floor. <laughs> so I threw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. I threw this huge temper tantrum and ended up having to leave the restaurant. So that's one of the, the my bratty girls that I can remember. How about you, Luke? Oh, my
0: gosh. So my bratty girl, so embarrassing. <laughs> but it was my ninth birthday, and I had a camping sleepover. So we threw out a tent out back. And I invited all of my friends. Now, none of these friends have met each other. So this was the very first time that they were going to be meeting each other. And I was so excited. But for some reason, when they all started talking with each other, laughing and and getting along, guess what? I got upset. (laughs) I got so upset because they were taking away the attention from me. I figured they are my friends. You guys shouldn't be friends because I'm the birthday girl. And (laughs) yeah, I was a brat and I ran off to the tent, (laughs) so it was really bad. So that was just a very bratty moment that I had, but then at the end I was able to understand we were just all trying to get along
1: which is so beautiful Mm loopy because that brings us to our sweet girl because we've all experienced that bratty girl or and then the sweet girl and one of the characteristics that goes with the sweet girl is that she's innocent she's kind Mm -hmm. she's caring and she's gentle And one of the greatest memories that I have of being a little sweet girl is my very earliest childhood memory was being at Disneyland. And there was something that ignited within me that was in awe and that was so innocent in what was possible inside of a world that is created. And here I was looking at the Mark Twain steamboat. I saw the haunted house. I was holding hands with my dad and I just remember feeling so much care and so much love and so much kindness all around me and looking down at my shoes. I had on these black patent shoes and my my white stockings. I was wearing a green dress. I had a bow in my hair and I just remember thinking, wow! It was the first cognizant memory of waking up in this body that I'm in in this lifetime here, going, my God, this is this is possible. Now, how about you, Loopy? I know you've got some sweet girl in you, and I see a lot of it.
0: I remember when I was a a kid as well. We would drive down, you know, Bakersfield and get off and go to stores, and I would always see homeless people, right, and and stray dogs, and it would break my heart. Mm. I would do anything possible if I did have a piece of leftover food or even a little bit of water, I would try to give it to them. But really at a young age, there's not too much you can do as a kid. So what I would do as my sweet, innocent soul that I had is every single night I would have my parents say, hey, can you guys please help me pray over the homeless people and the stray dogs? Because I just, I feel for them and I just, I want them to, to know that someone cares for them.
1: Wow, I love that, mm-hmm. Luby, because both of us just would love to open up one day a home where dogs mm-hmm. always have a home, you know, animals, older people. I mean it's it's exciting. So thank you for that sweet girl mm-hmm. and you girlfriend. So as we move on to the princess stage of development, what are some of the characteristics that that came up for you, Luby, as you were thinking about There's like a nasty princess, and then there's a gracious princess. And these are characteristics within all of us in our developmental stage. So tell us a little bit about your nasty princess.
0: Well, a nasty princess, what defines a nasty princess? Someone who's very materialistic, someone Hmm. who's selfish, has unrealistic expectations, and very entitled. Ooh. I know. So (laughs) my experience that I had, I was 12 years old. And my dad's company had this barbecue thing mm-hmm. for, for the company barbecue. Right. Every single year. This was the first year that I attended. And the company was so generous that they gave out gifts for the guests there, right? They will do raffles for bikes, they'll do raffles for um, home stuff for the adults. So they made it very fun for everybody. But the most exciting part for the kids was winning the bikes. They had a couple bikes that they would give away. So whenever it came to the bike section for the girls, I had my raffle ticket and they called out my name. Mm -hmm. I was so happy and so excited. I won bikes in the past. So I just figured I just win bikes. That's just my life. (laughs) That's just what I do. Right. right. So the following year. I had the expectation of winning another bike. I was already making plans of what I was gonna do with my fourth bike because I already had three other bikes at home. One of my dad's friends had a daughter and I was very good friends with her. This was her first time there and I was telling her, oh my God, you're gonna be so happy. You know, they have all these prizes and whenever I win my bike, I'll let you ride it. Hmm. So as it came again, announcing who was going to be the winner for this last girl's bike. My name did not get called out. I was so upset that I took the bike and I ran off (laughs) to our car (laughs) and said, open the car. I'm throwing this in. (laughs) You nasty princess. I know. So nasty. (laughs) Until my parents said, hey, that's not your bike. You have three other bikes at home. (laughs) Let her have her bike. And I was just so mad.
1: Because I needed that bike. That (laughs) is a perfect example. I love that, Luffy. That's Mm. awesome. Well, I will tell you, I remember being so insecure in high school. And I think that was due to just feeling lonely inside or empty inside. It wasn't because there weren't people around. There was just a real insecurity that led to me being very materialistic. And I was very selfish about that. And I... Absolutely. Uh, I did end up winning um, in the yearbook uh, best dressed for that year. But I felt as if I could put on an external front of fashion, of vogue, of uh, being somebody uh, with all of my, my clothes and my fashion that somehow I would fit in and not be bugged too much, not be bullied or anything like that. So I was almost, uh, because I was so shy too, people would say, oh, she's untouchable. So when I felt like I could do that as a protection, but really, as I came to understand that, that really, that was just a bunch of insecurity and emptiness on my part. And so because of that, I was very selfish. I wouldn't let my sister borrow any of my tops Mm -hmm. she couldn't have any of my pants she couldn't have any of my dresses stay out of my closet in Mm. fact one night I went out to Home Depot myself and I drilled in a lock (laughs) on my (laughs) closet I said you are not getting in here and I mean it these are mine
0: oh my gosh
1: so I was so nasty about that nasty and just felt entire this was mine and Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to share it so that was my nasty princess So as, as we move over, because everything's like a fork in the road, right? So tell us a little bit about what goes into being a gracious princess. Mm,
0: so a gracious princess, someone who's very sweet, tender, resilient, and loving, right? Whenever you think of the Disney princesses, sometimes they go through something horrific, right? Whether with mm-hmm. Cinderella, she loses both of her parents and she moves into uh, the stepmother's home, right? So at that point, you have the choice to either be, you know, bitter, or you can be resilient and still be loving, which is what Cinderella was. Right. Now, in my situation, I had a very, when I say very, I mean a very last minute call that we needed someone, or actually, someone needed a place to stay. We were really the only choice, So it really wasn't a choice for us whether we want to help this person out or not. Now, I was very weary about this. I didn't really feel comfortable. I never met this person. So just imagine opening up your home to somebody you've never met. And within a couple of hours, you're having to have them stay there with you Hmm. for at least a year. Right. Right. So for me, I thought, you know what? Okay, this is something that's happening right now. I can either be bitter about it or I can be loving, right? This person really needs a place to stay. So I decided to just open up my heart, open up my home and really just not have any judgment Mm -hmm. and just be loving towards that person to make them feel welcome. So that's really just what brought out the gracious princess in me. What about you, Tamara? Wow, I love that. I love that.
1: In that fork in the road and just looking back in my developmental stage of being a princess and at any given moment, we can go back and forth between being a girl, being a princess, or being a queen. And one of the things that I do remember that was so important to me was paying attention to anybody who didn't feel included, whether it was at church or at school or you know, any place, I would have a very sensitive heart towards anyone that kind of sat back or stood back Mm -hmm. or didn't feel like they were a part of any kind of a group and that was i felt that was like my job i could go there and i could just sit next to them and be really interested like what brings you here today or see anybody sitting at the quad at school that um, really didn't have anybody sitting next to them or we, or in the cafeteria. Nobody was sitting with them. That was one of the things I loved to do was just go and take my tray and sit right next to them mm-hmm. and say, you know, wh- how are you? I'm Tamara. But what, what's your name? It's beautiful. Yeah. And tell me about, about you. And so that was part of the, the sweet, the tender, more of the loving side of me that I think there was part of me that didn't want to feel left out so i didn't want somebody else to so that was Mm -hmm. part of my gracious princess that would just say Mm. who you are matters to me Mm -hmm. and you don't have to feel alone in this world as i felt alone right
0: and we all need someone like that in our lives exactly Mm -hmm. boy just
1: one person that just says hey i see you Mm -hmm. you can hang your hat on that hook and say somebody saw me today Mm -hmm. you know it was very what do I want to say? It, 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 it touched me so deeply. Suicide. If mm-hmm. I were to hear about, my God, if there was somebody, somehow, some way, that just was able to say what was true for them, mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't feel so alone in mm-hmm. this world and there'd be a reason that we could get through high school. Mm-hmm. We could get through these really tough times of maybe their parents were going through a divorce mm-hmm. or... You know, if kids were making fun of them, that was one of my one things. I was like, no, you right. leave them alone. I'm, right. I'm here. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? It's okay. And mm-hmm. if just a word like that mm-hmm. made somebody feel like they weren't alone, ah,
0: mm-hmm. oh, we both felt it. Or even a hug. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone has their battles. You right. never know what someone's going through. Yeah. So just like just being able to see that person or even just say, hey, Mm -hmm. I know you don't want to say anything, but you can feel the presence that something is there. And just giving them a hug or a smile, that can just make a huge difference in that person's life. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And that reminds
1: me of the story with the little boy whose next door neighbor. There was an elderly couple and Mm -hmm. the, the woman had passed away and the parents of this little boy that lived mm-hmm. next door to this couple would notice that he would leave and he'd be gone for a couple hours a day and they'd say, son, you know, where do you go? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I'm, I'm next door, I'm visiting, you know, the, the older gentleman over there. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what, what are you doing over there? And he says, I'm just helping him cry. Mm. So there was something that he would do where he'd lay his head on his lap Mm -hmm. and didn't have to say a word. Mm -hmm. So I think so many times there's just like a presence that's available inside of each of us Mm -hmm. that allows for another person on this planet Mm -hmm. to just be who they are. And if you and I as gracious princesses can create a space where people don't feel alone, Mm. I think that's the real magic. Oh, amen. Yes. And I think as little girls for both of us, if a dog, if a cat, Mm -hmm. you know, a stray or a homeless person doesn't have to feel alone, Mm -hmm. that if they feel like they're a part of something Mm -hmm. that's bigger than themselves Mm -hmm. or they feel like somebody saw me, somebody cared about me, Mm -hmm. that that could be the one spark that could flame their internal light Mm -hmm. that, wow, maybe there's a reason I'm here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if all of us get an opportunity to tap into that, mm-hmm. there's a reason we're here because Luby, I know you and I both had wonderful conversations where, you know, at times in our lives we've been really, really down and it's mm-hmm. like, What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. What, what is the point if I can't experience love, if I can't give love, mm-hmm. what is the point? Mm-hmm. You know, so we get that on a deep cellular level. Mm-hmm. And I think because we get that, we can give love in a deeper way that has a connection and an understanding mm-hmm. for someone else, no matter what developmental stage we're mm-hmm. at.
0: And even just being a sounding board, right just being an outlet for that person to just be able to get out of their chest on whatever it is that they're going through and be in a safe space where there's no judgment, right? Right. Saying, look, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. Mm. And the other person is just accepting you for who you are and just listening, even if they just don't have the right words to say at that moment. Just again, going back to that, I see you and I heard you.
1: Right. And then
0: maybe there is something profound that comes out that just helps that person. And like I know with Tamara, you know, she has all this life experience that she's kind of been there, done that. So whenever I go through something, she's like, hmm, I know exactly how you're feeling. Right. And she's able to just kind of bring in some of her wisdom. So it always helps when someone has gone through something that you're barely going through. And it makes it so much easier knowing that there's always something good at the end of the tunnel.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that is a gracious princess. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love that when I can be going through something similar, even with the wisdom of the years I've had, Mm -hmm. to have you, Lupe, remind Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. of those things that I've shared with you in such a way that I'm like, you go, girl. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Yes. I mean, because you've got the... uh, ancient wisdom Mm -hmm. that goes way back like as if an old soul Mm -hmm. is right here with me that's why it's such a shocker for me to hear that there's any years between us because
0: basically the same age basically the same age that's it that's it